Well, I tell you what, I'm going to go ahead and, and pray and we're going to jump in and see what the Lord has for us. I appreciate each and every one here. I hope uh, that, you know, that God will speak to you through the message today to move you closer to him. Don't know what that might be in somebody's life, but God does. And maybe it's forgiveness. Maybe it's, you know, calling on the name of Jesus. Maybe it's just uh, growing deeper with him. But regardless, I know this. When he is lifted up, he will draw all men to him. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and pray and we will jump into the message. All right. Father God, I thank you for each one here today. I thank you for the privilege to speak your word, uh, Father, and uh, for each one here, Lord. Father, for those who might be listening later on or uh, on the internet or maybe even next week, next month, Lord, I know that your word does not come back void. So today, I, I pray that you, you calm our hearts and our minds to focus on what you have for us today. And may the peace that passes all understanding through Jesus Christ reign in our life. Amen. All right. Well, you can probably see on the board what the, the title is. It says a busy mind. Anybody have a busy mind sometimes? Man, that thing just tilling and tilling and tilling. And I, th I thought, man, this is something I think each and every one of us can relate to. I mean, we just get so busy sometimes, get wrapped around the wheel. And I said, you know, it doesn't take much to get something on your mind. And man, it's just like a snowball going downhill. It starts building that momentum, whether it's good or bad or whatever. But usually... Usually what I see a lot of times when I talk to people is the negative. And so I, I, want to, I want to outweigh that with the positive. Amen. So we're going to point to Jesus today. So I thought about that. Isn't it amazing how we're designed and how we're created? And I thought about this. You get so much on your mind. I mean, so much. Just like this morning. If you look over there, that's a different piece of equipment. Thank the Lord. Eric had one in his car. We got everything set up. First thing we did, it was cracking and popping and this and that. And we're like, that's not good. He said, that's no problem. You know, so he grabbed some wires and he did brain surgery on that thing over there and we're up and rolling, you know, but we could get wrapped around the wheel. Of, oh, my goodness. What are we going to do? We're gonna, God provides all the time. And I think that's what I really want us to take away today is to see that, you know what? We play a part, but God's got a bigger part. Amen. And we just need to trust him. That's the biggest part for us is trusting him. And I got to thinking about, you know, so many things that our brain is doing and we don't even think about it. You don't have to tell your brain. Your brain doesn't have to tell your, your lungs to breathe, does it? It doesn't have to tell your heart to beat. It doesn't have to tell you to laugh. It doesn't have to tell you to cry. It doesn't have to tell you to smile or frown. All those things are like automatic responses. Isn't it amazing, this body that God has made, made for us? But also, we also, as we take a little snapshot of that, uh, we have some choices, don't we? We have a choice how we're going to respond to different things. And I think that's one of the things this whole year the Lord's been showing me about the choices that we make. And yeah, we can make some poor choices, but I want to tell you this. The best choice you'll ever make in your life is calling on the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And he'll keep you. He'll keep you going. Now, that does not mean that you'll never have problems. A lot of times people say, well, you know, what I mean? if I go to church and I get saved, well, you can get saved. You can get saved on a, a corner. I did. I wasn't even in church. God loved us so much. He came outside the church to tell us about Jesus. Amen. And that's always my heart. Wherever we go, whatever we do, I believe God has, has made a way for us to share our faith. So when we look at that, we can't get so busy that we, we miss out on what God's doing. I wrote the other day, I, I tried to journal a little bit, and I said, don't get too busy for God to use you. Amen? And that's a simple little, little saying, but we can do that. Think about that. I'm too busy. I'd like to go to church, but I'm too busy. I'd like to go down and help out, but I'm too busy. I was going to talk to this person, but I was too busy. I was going to pray for this person, but all these things, you know. But I tell you what, aren't you glad that somebody took the time to tell you about Jesus? Amen. Mm -hmm. Didn't take that long, did it? It doesn't take real long to tell somebody about the greatest love story ever told, does it? Jesus Christ. So with that being said, I hope today that we just let the Lord calm our nerves, calm our minds. And I'm going to give you a scripture to stand on. If you want a scripture to, to write down and, and memorize, this is a great one right here. They're all good, but this was a good one for what we're talking about today. Isaiah 26, 3 says this. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Man, we can read that fast and go, oh, okay, I got it. But think about it. He says, you will keep. Who's you? God. God will keep. Who? All. I love the all. All who do what? Trust in you. Are you trusting in the Lord today? All whose thoughts are fixed on you. Man, let's take a few minutes here and just put this down in real time. If you got your handouts, 
Follow along in that. I believe the Lord's going to share some great and mighty truths in his word today. Amen. Everybody doing good? Let me hear you say amen. amen. So we're going to start out with a busy mind because I know we all have one from time to time. I know on Sundays I really have to think about what's going on because I'm thinking about, man, it's guitar tuned and we're doing this. I want to talk to everybody. All this is going on. And the Lord said, oh, keep the main thing the main thing. Keep the main thing. Hey, you know what? Would it change anything if, if that didn't work? No, I got a big mouth. I can keep on talking. Hey, would it matter if, if I only had six strings on my guitar instead of five? It'd probably be less that I would make a mistake on, <laughs> you know. But what I'm saying is, as, as I spend time with the Lord, the things that I think are so important sometimes really aren't. And I tell you what, I hope today that we can take a little bit of time and really just realign our lives today with what brings eternal value. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Anybody get some daily distractions? Well, I guess Jeff's the only one. Uh, yeah, yeah, we all do, don't we? We do. I know he's right out there. But I said, you know, I'm not talking about, you know, being prepared or seeking the wisdom of God. That's exactly what we want to do. But we let a lot of things fill our mind that rob our joy. Somebody say amen there. Amen. We, can, we can worry about something that happened last week, last month, whatever, all these things, you know. Like what? Maybe gossip. No, that doesn't happen, does it? Something like that. We can let that bug us, right? All those different things. And we can put a lot of stuff on our, our own self. And I know there was something really good I wrote down here on my notes, but I can't read it, so I guess I'll just keep on going. It, it is really amazing because, you know, a lot of times we get so wrapped up in stuff, struggling about things that we really can't change. Anybody got a tough job at work? You can do how much about it? Some. But a lot of stuff you can't do. You can't do everything about it, can you? But we can do this. We can represent God the best we can during those times. And how do we do that? By standing on his word and focusing on him. Those, those distractions or just anything the enemy can, can get, get you off the mark. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if, if somebody was in a terrible car accident and they run in there and they got head injuries and everything else and, and you brought them into the emergency room and they've got the top doctor right there and, and somebody else comes in, the EMT goes in and he says, wait a minute. I noticed that he has a small little sliver of wood on his right toenail. He's like, what? This guy's bleeding to this. This is what's going on. All this here. And you've got somebody there that's trained, somebody that can handle the situation, somebody that is prepared, but you're so focused on that little thorn in their toe, we miss the main thing. And I use that just for, for just a, a snapshot to see what we do sometimes. You say, okay, buddy, I'm not sure I'm following you. Pick something going on in your life, right? And put it up against the, back, against the backdrop of the cross. I never minimize what somebody has going on in their life. I know a lot of people battle uh, all types of things, addictions, uh, failed marriages, sickness, and all those things. I'm not downplaying that, but what I am wanting to do is this. I want to raise our eyes and our hearts up to the one who can do something about it, amen. right? Jesus Christ, amen. So when I look at things up against the backdrop of the cross, my problem doesn't seem quite as big, amen? It shouldn't. Because you know what? No matter how long we live here, right? It's just a short time. I asked you guys, you guys heard a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine's uncle, and I still call him Uncle Junior. He went home to be with the Lord. And I spent some time with Uncle Junior just a few weeks ago. And I told you, I tell you, that guy had the, just the best uh, disposition and always humorous. I went, on, I went on up there and I went, they, they called me. I thought I was going to see Uncle Junior getting ready to go out. I was preparing myself. I rode all the way to Williamsburg, and I go up there and open the door, and he's watching basketball, eating cheese nips with, with a Mountain Dew. I said, what are you doing? He said, what are you doing? What are you doing up here? I said, I come to see you. I said, looks like you're having a party. He said, you want some cheese nips? I said, no, I'm good. I said, man, I tell you what, they told me this was going on and everything else. He said, son, if I listened to the doctor, I'd have been dead two days ago. <laughs> Said, you sure you don't want some cheese nips? <laughs> okay, I took a couple and I talked to him for a while. So he didn't let all the stuff distract him. You see what I'm saying? He knew when it was his time, it was his time. But here's the big thing. He also knew when it was his time, he knew where it was going. See, that's, see when I preach that funeral tomorrow, that's what I'm going to be talking about. Yeah, I'm going to miss my friend. Yeah, I'm going to miss my buddy. But I know because of the promises of God. When somebody calls on the name of Jesus Christ, we have that promise. 
And let me tell you, I've been to a lot of hospital beds, and I've seen a lot of people, a lot of concern on their face, and a lot of people are just like, I'm good. Uncle Junior was just worried about if he was running out of cheese nips. That was it. Ain't no big deal. He said, well, I had cancer. I had this. I had a heart attack and everything else. They tell me about it. I said, well, what brought you in this time? I said, you have a little pain in, in your heart? He said, no, I had a big pain in my heart. He said, let me get it straight. It wasn't no little pain, son. And he went on back doing that. And then he told me, get out of the way. I can't see the basketball game. <laughs> now, how can somebody that's been more or less by, by the world, been given uh, the death sentence, have that type of peace? With all the distractions, you know what? He had a choice. We both have a choice. We all have a choice. And his choice was not to just linger on what maybe he couldn't change, but he lingered on this, the promises of God. Amen? Just thought I'd bring that on up. Well, let's take a look at some of the other things that keep our mind busy. Past mistakes. Somebody, somebody say amen. amen. Man. You know, I was writing this down, and I just said, look, when God looks at the life of a believer, what does he see? When you put your faith in the trust of the Lord Jesus Christ and he looks at your life, what does he see? Perfection. Why? Because he's looking at your life through the lens of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Amen? That's for all who have called upon the name of the Lord. Let's go back a little bit to the Old Testament. We, we talk about that from time to time. And remember we said that they'd have to bring a sacrifice every year, right? To, for the covering of their sins. Amen? I mean, Jesus didn't just cover your sins. He annihilated them, amen? So everything in the Old Testament is a foreshadowing of what's coming. He's teaching us what's coming, amen? So let's go back to that. So when they would bring, bring the offering in to the high priest, right, what did he do? He made sure that that was a perfect sacrifice in that state. You see what I'm saying? Without blemish, you know, when he brought the, the different sacrifices in. Sacrifices in. Was he looking at the person? He's looking at the sacrifice. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with this? God's looking at your sacrifice. What's your sacrifice? Who's your sacrifice? Jesus Christ. It's about the perfection of the sacrifice. That'll take a little pressure off, doesn't it? When we put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, he is the one who took our place. He is the perfect sacrifice. So let me help you with this. Don't let past mistakes keep you from seeking the Lord. Amen. See, a lot of times, I think that's the biggest thing that the devil does. He'll say, well, you did this, and you did this, and you said this, and you did this. I'm not telling you to live any way you want. I'm telling you to receive the forgiveness of the Lord Jesus Christ, dig deeper in his word, rely on the Holy Spirit to guide us so we make better decisions, so we serve him better. But I want to tell you that God will take you right where you are today. Amen. But he loves you so much, he refuses to leave you there. He wants to keep growing you and molding you into the image of his dear son, Jesus Christ. Does that sound good? Amen. Well, you know, I know a lot of folks, and I've done this too. Miss opportunities. Boy, I'll beat myself on miss opportunities. Ah, oh, man, I should have went over and said something to this person. Man, woulda, shoulda, coulda. And, and boy, that'll, that'll just really, uh, that'll shackle you to the past, won't it? You know, I, I heard this the other day. I read this, and I, I wrote it down last night, and I put it in the best that I can remember this. Listen to this here. Somebody said this. You will probably be more upset in 20 years about the things you didn't do more than the things that you did do. I think it was Mark Twain. I just read that and I thought, wow, that's pretty interesting. I'm going I'm to hit it again. And y'all forgive me if I mix it up a little bit from exactly what he said. But I thought this was really amazing here. You will probably be more upset in 20 years about the things you didn't do more than the things you did do. Now, when I hear that, what that means to me. As 20, 20 years go by, if I take 20 years and go back when I'm 30 years old, I'll be thinking, I wish that I had, you know, shared my faith more. I wish that maybe I would have dug into the word more, those things like that. But I'm not going to live in regret. But what I'm going to do, that statement right there, I want you to use it for this, to inspire you to do all that you can do for the Lord today. Be all you can be for the Lord today. But rest in knowing this. If you didn't do anything, God loves you all the same. You hear that? He loves you all the same. Because I want you to make sure on this. It's not a performance-based gospel. It's a Jesus Christ gospel. However, when you love somebody, don't you want to tell them? When you love somebody, don't you want to show them? So if we love Christ, he says, you know what? Follow in my footsteps. 
That's what it's all about. Let us follow in our footsteps. Don't worry about missed opportunities because I'll tell you this. I'll give you another example. Me and Jeff played baseball all the time. And when we got moved up, I used to always be the catcher. All right? And so when I went up to the next, next league, they already had a catcher. I was a little prideful. I was like, man, you know, I'm supposed to be the catcher. So they put me in the outfield. I didn't do good in the outfield. They didn't even put me in a right field. Now, some people like that. But right field, to me, that was like, man, I used to catch. I used to have, you know, I'm thinking me, 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 right? So they put me in right field. So I've already got a problem. We've got an attitude problem, something like this. And man, guess what they do? They hit the ball. Whack up. Oh, my gosh, it's coming my way. And it goes over my head. Now I'm down on myself. And I get it. And now I'm going, I cannot believe that I just missed that ball. This is, in my mind, that's an easy position. Well, it isn't. But see, God was showing me something I didn't realize. I said, I cannot believe I missed that. I mean, that ball was right over. Boom! They hit another one. And I missed that one, too. And about by the time I was about, about the third inning, they said, hey, you, come here. Sit down. I was like, okay. But, but why did I bring that up? I was so worried. First off, my pride kept me from really being all I could be for the team. The next thing that happened was I kept focusing on the, the, the ball that just passed. I kept focusing on the mistake I just made, and guess what? I make another one and another one. Instead of saying, you know what? I can't let anything happen with that one. They're not going to get another one through. That's the attitude I believe that we have to have in life. Really, I think that's the attitude in the negative sense of it is what we have in life. We go, well, this happened to me, so all these other things are null and void. Man, isn't that something? i tell you this. As those things happen, let's turn around and make the good out of them. What can we learn from that? See, I wasn't in the, I wasn't in this position at that time in my mindset to say, wow, I don't want to let another thing pass me by and blow it. You know? I was in it. Wow, I can't believe that. I can't believe that. I kept looking backwards. Today, I want to tell you this. Don't be concerned about missed opportunities in the past. Make sure that we don't miss the new ones today. Amen? Because God's got plenty of opportunities. So here we go. We make a lot of plans for tomorrow, don't we? When we look at this here, I said it's great to be prepared, but making plans without seeking the Lord can be a rough trip. Think about this. How often do we just take off and then we say, well, you know what? I'll just do what I want to do and then I'll get God to go ahead and bless it. Amen. That's the thing so many times that we do. You good, buddy. You good. Hey, I'm going to tell you what. I'm thankful that you got some babies in here hearing the word. That's good. That's good. She don't cry half as bad as Larry, uh, uh, Eric does. <laughs> I, I, actually, I thought it was him. <laughs> That's my buddy. Hey, your dad, your dad ain't here, so you got to take it to death. <laughs> hey, I'm happy to hear. But you know, a lot of times, uh, we, we get all about, we're going to do this tomorrow, we're going to do that tomorrow, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, we're going to do this. I'll tell you what, on 9-11, I bet you everybody thought they were coming home, didn't they? You know, how many people do you, do you know that you thought you're going to see them again? You're going to see them next week or anything like that. You know what? I always look at it this way anymore. When I see how fragile life is, if there's something I need to say or something I need to do, I don't want that sun going down for me not to, to, to try to make things right. Now, that's not just me. That's something the Lord has put on my heart because I start to see as time goes by how fragile life is. You know? I don't necessarily understand all the things that, that, that people do. I don't even understand some of the things I do. But I do know this. Is as I've been ministering this, I know I want to seize those opportunities. I had a friend of mine. His dad's an elderly gentleman. He's been through surgery and everything else and all that. And, and I said, so did you go to the hospital? Yeah, I'm going to get up there the next day or so. That didn't compute with me. I'm not coming down on that, but I'm just saying. This is the way I played out. Okay, if something was to happen, were you okay with that? Did you say everything you needed to say? And I'm not saying that to be mean because I ministered to people that didn't go in those things and how it hurts their life for days and weeks and months and sometimes changes the whole chart of their life because they can't let go of that, you know? So you know what? If there's things that we feel like we need to do in the prompting of the Holy Spirit, that little nudge, man, let's go ahead and do them. I know we can't do every single thing all the time, but you know what? Ask God to set the priorities in your life and you'll never go wrong, amen? Never go wrong. Let's keep on going. Well, speaking of that, sometimes we fear, we have fear of the future. Anybody have fear of the future? I don't know what's going to happen about this. Man, I don't know about the stock market. I don't know about this. Are you secure in Christ? If you're secure in Christ, 
then we'll move forward from there. I had a guy one time, this just popped in my mind. When I was a young kid, I worked at a place uh, called Billy James Company. They did carpets and flooring and all that. And I was the, the guy, I was the un, truck unloading guy. They call that, uh, they got a real fancy name for it. I think it's called the warehouse manager. <laughs> but what it really is, you go unload everything they get on a truck. That's what that means. So anyway, that was the case. So I remember this and, a, and an older gentleman was working with me and uh, he was talking about money. I heard him talk about money. And he was on the phone. He was encouraging this guy. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you something. He said, you can't get no lower than zero. And he said, it's a great place to start. And I didn't understand what he was talking about. I said, you can't get no lower than zero. He says, you know what? If you lost everything, it all depends how you look at it. That's a clean plan, plan slate. You can start again. God will help you start again. So you know what? Sometimes if you feel like you've lost everything, give it to God and let him start pouring in the new wine and the wine's. Let him rejuvenate your heart. I know that there's people that's lost folks and and family and friends like that. Understand that's a great hurt, probably greater than I know in some lives. But I'll tell you this, that God will take you right where you are and start filling that heart up and using those things, not causing those things, using those things so that you can be a blessing to somebody else that's going through those things. Amen? Amen. A lot of times we think about, man, I can't believe this is going on. Don't let that fear of the future stop you. A lot of times you hear fear. I've heard it called false, uh, what is it, false evidence appearing real. You know what? It's not over till till, till God says we're coming home, amen. I go back to Uncle Junior's deal. He said, if I'd have listened to those doctors, I'd have been dead two days ago. And I'm not coming down on doctors. Okay, God uses them in a mighty way. But I'm telling you this. Sometimes we're just going to have to turn around and trust the Lord. Amen. Let me rephrase that. I think all the time we ought to just do that. But what happens is sometimes we don't. But today's a good day to do it. Amen. Let's keep on going, going on this. I did have something in my notes. I said there's nothing that drives away our sense of peace more than thinking things too much. We could just, it just gives us we're thinking, thinking, thinking. And I am preaching to me. I am preaching to me on this. Probably not the only one. I mean, there's been situations in my life. I, I, I go to bed and I thought, if this person says this, I'm going to say that. If that person does this, I'll do that. If this, I mean, the whole night through. And guess what? I'll see that person next day and I'll be all ready. And they go, hey, how you doing? <laughs> they slept good. I'm going, I, 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 what? How you doing? All bent out of shape, everything else. Hair all sticking up. Kind of like Jesse's. I'm just teasing. I'll make sure you listen to your dad, boy. I'm messing with you. I wish I had good hair like that. But you know what? A lot of times we turn around and we get so wrapped around the wheel. And I tell you, I, I, this, I, I don't know. I know I know 50's young. And I, and I always have a lot of respect for my seniors. And I'll tell you what, as time goes by, they've seen a lot more than me. So I start listening to what they say. I didn't always do that. But, you know, when you start listening, you know, like I tell the boys, I say, hey, I didn't wake up 50 years old, man. I'm telling you something. So when somebody tells me something that's been around the block, I go, what would you say? Okay. I, I appreciate that information. I appreciate that. I respect that information because guess what? They've walked down that path. They've lived that path. So you know what? What they've learned, they can pass on to us to try to save us a little heartache sometime. Amen. So, man, if nothing else, don't fear the future. Embrace it. And trust the Lord. But if, we, if, we not, if we're not careful, this is what happens. We start getting a restless spirit. Amen. You know why? Because we have divided loyalties. I thought about this this week. Anybody ever used to go four-wheel driving in the cars or anything like that? Man, when we grew up, we'd take, we'd take our trucks and stuff and go back in the woods and everything else and get stuck and all that. And, and man, you just can't get out of there. And I wrote this. I said, man, you can't move forward if you're stuck in reverse. If you're always looking backwards, you know. If you're always doing stuff like that, you know, you just can't. You, how are you going to move forward if you've got all this stuff shackling you, looking backwards, looking backwards? What she said, what he said. If I only had this opportunity, if I only had that opportunity. You know what? This is not in the notes at all. Um, you've been keeping up with the news a little bit. There's a lot of people that's been given huge opportunities. Amen. Huge opportunities. And it seems like it's almost been a curse instead of a blessing to them. Young folks turning to drugs and different things like that, had so much given to them to have an amazing start, more than some people would ever have in their life, and, and, and they squander it, amen? 
And then you see a lot of people that's, that's really, I want to watch how I say this. Looks like they've really made something of themselves. Don't, don't get me wrong here. But have really pressed in. And you say, well, how did you get started? This I had nothing. I didn't have this. I didn't have that. Now, I'm, I'm, for just a minute, I'm talking about worldly things because I really don't care that much about it. I'm going to come back around to this about the heart thing. But let me tell you, when you come up with not, when you don't have a lot and you know the only way that you're going to move forward is if you do something about it and you engage and you embrace and you work and you do, you seem like you appreciate it a little bit more. Amen. <coughs> I had a motorcycle one time. My dad gave me a motorcycle. I rode that thing, tore it up, everything else, brought it back in pieces. I said, well, that was fun. And I did appreciate it, I thought. Until I wanted the next one. He said, well, I'll help you out with this one. You're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for half. $480 engraved in my brain. That means $240. And guess what? If you cut grass at $250 a whack, $2.50 a whack. Oh, did I say weed eating? There was no weed or just none of this. It was this. You remember those, those little things that good like that? Nope. That was rough. And, and folks that are older than me, they say, you remember this? <laughs> they were doing this. And I, and, I, and I worked for that, and I worked for that, and I worked for that, and I worked for that. And I got that motorcycle. <laughs> and man, let me tell you, I thought about before I jumped that hill with that. I thought about before I did the wheelie on that. I thought about all those things. Before I start tearing it up. Because I had some ownership in it. Because I knew the value of it. Now let's go back to this. Do you see the value of what Jesus has done for you? Do you see the value? You, you see somebody that's very loving and very caring or something like that. Or very compassionate. It's probably a good possibility. It's because they've been through something real tough. If anybody, I know that we've been through different things in my life and different things. And those areas, when those areas come up and God has victoriously brought us through that and somebody else is going through that area, I kind of go, hmm, I remember that. If you've ever been through a money situation and you get back on the other side and you see somebody going through a money situation, you go, hmm, I remember that. If you've ever been through a sickness situation and you've been through the other side and you've seen somebody start to go through that, you go, hmm, I've been through that. Maybe I can encourage them. You see, it builds, it cultivates character. And it cultivates, should cultivate, compassion. And what happens is when I'm talking about divided loyalties, I think what happens is when all the fluff is stripped, stripped away, we start really seeing where is our loyalty. Let me tell you, I probably told you this story one time before, but man, Lord, put it on my heart. Several years, just was in kindergarten. They did not know what was wrong with me. I did not know what was wrong with me. They thought I was having seizures. They thought all this stuff didn't know. They wired my brain up, tried to find it, probably. All those different things. And they didn't know what was going on. And it was, I, I, would, I would just start shaking. Like this, my jaw. I would start biting my lip. And Denise would just hold on to me like this. I didn't know what was going on. I thought, there's no way I'm going to be able to do the job that I got. The job that I got has explosive stuff. I'm not going to be able to keep this job. I'm not going to be able to drive a vehicle. I was looking at all the things I couldn't do if this thing didn't get straight. The doctors looked around. They looked around. They did this. I went to test after test after test. I remember I went to a football game. Thomas was still in high school. And I told Denise, I said, uh, I'll come back and get you. i got to go home. And I felt so bad. So bad. And I just crawled up in my living room. Like a little baby. And I just cried. Lord, I said, I don't know what you're going to do about it. But you got to fix this. Because this ain't working. And let me tell you. Not right then. But just a little bit each day. The Lord started pouring in, pouring in, pouring in, and pouring in. i never forget that. Because everything was stripped away, man. It didn't matter how pretty my wife was. It didn't matter how much money I had in the bank. It didn't matter what I was driving. It didn't matter about my job. I couldn't function when that would happen. And I'd have to sleep for two days after that. Guess what? God delivered me from that. Never happened again, praise God. <coughs> don't know what it was. Don't care what it was. <coughs> but you know what? Why did I share that? Because you know what? The things that I thought were so important didn't matter any when I was laying on that floor crying out. Nothing mattered. I didn't care where I lived. I didn't care what was in the bank. I didn't care about anything other than, Lord, you got to do something. And I am so grateful that God in his great mercy said, you know what? I'll take care of that. But let me tell you, I wanted it like that. 
And it was almost a full year before that. I read so much of God's word during that time. I, I, I could tell you all types of different things that God was doing in my life during that time. I wrote more songs during that time. I, I hugged my families more in that time. I, I, I talked to my folks more in that time. I told people that I cared about them more in that time because guess what? It realigned my whole way of living. I would never want to go back through that. But I don't believe I would have learned the value had I not went through that. Does that make sense? I'm going to tell you what. That's a little side note. But maybe that's for somebody here today. But I'm going to tell you what. You can't buy peace. But God can give it to you for free. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Let's see what we got here. I said it's hard to hear with static on the line. We're talking about a restless spirit and stuff. I said, have you ever been on the phone and had a bad connection? You know, that'll happen sometimes. Denise, sometimes she'll be in, in her school. She can't, her phone doesn't put out real good. And I said, what do you I said, and I'm like, what? I said, call me back. She'll say, hey. I go, hey, yeah. What do you, Again, I was like, man, what do you do? You get frustrated. He's like, I can't. And I'm thinking, what, 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 what are you telling me? You know what? We allow a lot of the things in this world to come in and put static on our line, don't we? Some of the things we already talked about. Some of those things today. Some of those, and, and, and they can be very important things. But there's a lot of stuff that's static on that line that we don't need. We really don't need that. So I, I pray today that we, we ask God to give us a good cleaning out on our receptor, amen, so that we can hear him. Because all that does is bring frustration. And I believe this. I think this is the whole thing a lot of times is that spiritual warfare. Boy, that devil wants to get in there and cut off your communication. What happens when I can't communicate? You get the wrong signals. You know, right? What happens if we don't choose to communicate with the Lord because we don't read his word? We don't pray. We don't seek after his will. Guess what? There's going to be some static. And guess what? It ain't going to be very long until there's going to be some frustration. Amen? It's going to be some heartache. But you know what? I'm going to tell you the answer to that. The Lord showed me. Surrender it to him. When I tell you about what I went through many years ago, there wasn't nothing else. There wasn't anybody else. There wasn't no more doctors. There wasn't anything else. And it wasn't that I wasn't seeking the Lord at the time. But I'm going to tell you what. I called out on the name of Jesus. Been saved. Been doing ministry. Been doing all those things. Right? And I don't believe it was God doing that. I believe that, you know what? That's just what was going on in my life. But I know this. He, got, he, he was bigger than my problem. Amen. He was my physician. Amen. He was my safe place. He was, and I start looking at it. And what I would do, I start studying the word of God. And I start looking at the promises of God. I said, now, wait a minute. Just like this verse here, I love it, uh, that we had earlier. It's on your handout. You will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you. Lord, I'm going to trust in you. I'd stand on this scripture. See, that's when I brought it back to my memory. These are one of the scriptures I was just holding on to, man, for everything. And I said, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. I said, Lord, help me to keep my mind on you. Not that I, because I was thinking, well, what happens if this happens? Well, what happens if this happens? If, if, if all those ifs and all those ifs was turning around and, 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 and just blocking the things of God. But you know what? And I said, you know what, Lord, your word says this. You will Keep in perfect peace. I said, Lord, I thank you that you're going to keep me in perfect peace. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing healing to my body. Lord, I thank you that you're bigger than my situation. And you know what? Peace at a time. A drip at a time. It's like he was filling that cup back up. And I'm so grateful. But let me tell you, I had to surrender it to, the God, to God. What else have we got? Trust your way through the day. What do you mean by that, buddy? What do you mean by that? I said, we can, we can trust or we can think. And I believe trusting is, is, is a whole lot less uh, stressful. See, I can think my way through the day. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and then I'm going to do this. And I, I, you see what's going on? I, 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 I. Trusting is the Lord will. The Lord does. The Lord has. And see, it's all about how you're focusing on that. We had some stuff at work. We've had some crazy stuff at work. Anybody have some crazy stuff at work? Yeah. And all that. And one of the guys said, you don't seem to be too upset about that. I said, I'm just here for eight hours, man. They can do whatever they want for eight hours. I'm here for eight hours. That's it. And, if, and, and then so I'm trying to find this. And if I work past eight hours, they're going to pay me more. You know? 
So that's what I tried. And yeah, it does get a little frustrating sometimes. But I decided that I wasn't going to give them any more rain in my life. Amen. I wasn't going to give them any more, I don't know, power in my life. That doesn't mean I like everything. That doesn't mean I roll over anything else. Uh, but it does mean that I'm not going to let them get me so upset that I'm in the hospital. I'm not going to let them get so upset that I come home and, and snap at my wife. And then, then we got a problem because when mama ain't happy, nobody's happy, right? <laughs> so those are the things that I keep telling myself. I said, well, that's all right. I'm going to just, you know what? The Lord knows where we're at. He knows the situation. So I'm trusting the Lord's going to handle that. Now, I'm not just telling you that. And I'm not saying it's easy. That's the, that's the whole stance that I have to take in my life on that. And sometimes I need a reminder, amen? Sometimes we all need a reminder. But today, I'm going to tell you what. I think it's a whole lot easier to trust our way through the day than think our way through the day. I'm not saying don't think about anything. I'm not saying don't be prepared. But you know what I'm talking about. Instead of trying to figure everything out, do the best you can. And ask God for wisdom in those situations. And you'll be surprised how he'll move through them. Amen? Everybody doing good? All right. I know y'all going to like this slide. Perfect peace. Anybody like perfect peace? Yeah, well, let's go ahead and read that scripture one more time again. It says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose, whose thoughts are, excuse me, fixed on you. See, here's the thing. Our thoughts need some fixing. Hey, man, I know mine do. And then they need to be focused. I said, I said uh, there are some things in life that you just can't think your way through, but you can always trust God through them all. Amen. I wrote that down. I said, Lord, that's, that's you writing that down. I'm going to read it again. There are some things in your life that you just can't think, think your way through. But you can always trust God through all of them. God is faithful. Let me tell you something. God's faithful even when we're not. Because he's faithful to his word. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Everybody doing good so far? Yeah. Mm. Set your mind on Christ. How do we do that? I said, man, see the Lord. For, I, I look at this here. I said, we need to see the Lord for who he is. Who is God to you? Some people view him as an as a angry person somewhere else and just going to swat you down when you do wrong. Some people might view God as somebody with a bunch of rules and lists and all those things. But I'm going to tell you what. Read your word and you'll find that he is a God of love, of compassion. Amen. Faithfulness. Holiness. Amen. But our holiness comes through Jesus Christ. Again, that shows us how much we need to be focused on that. When I start talking about setting my mind on Christ, I have to start setting my mind on everything that he's done for us. I have to set my mind on that no matter what happens in my life, that I'm going to trust what's going on with Jesus Christ. What about if you did this and you did this and these things you did it and I know you and all these different things. How many people know when you see somebody from your past and you're, and you're moving on with the things of God, they want to bring up your past? They do. And I just smile. I say, you know what I do? They say, yeah, I, I told you about this. I won't go through the whole story. I saw somebody. I preached a funeral and I talked about Jesus and people got saved and everything else. And one person said, well, I knew you before. Yeah, so did God. And he took me right where I was at. That was my answer. <laughs> yeah, but you used to play that rock and roll music and you used to, used to, used to, used to, used to, use all this stuff. I said, isn't it amazing about God's grace? See, because the more they would heap all the stuff about the old man, I told them about the one man who came and died for my sin. It didn't scare God. God said, no, oh, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to cover this one. <laughs> no. He paid for the sin of the world. But boy, your friends, if, if, if things have changed in your life, you would think they would be glad for you. They would think. I know now, now that's the difference between having a friend that's a believer and a friend that's not a believer, amen? And I love them all the same. When I lived in Fox Hill, my friends on the right side of me were believers. And when I got saved, they wanted to throw a party. I know they figured, no more loud music at night. No more burning tires up and down the road. No more lighting firecrackers around the clock. All these different things. I, I was just like, oh, well, I, I didn't have any kids. I didn't know nothing about I said, man, it's only 11 o'clock. Why are you mad at me? Lighting firecrackers, bottle rockets, and all this stuff. And my neighbor's going, man, come on. I said, you want to light one? No. Stop it. And I go, oh, okay, gosh, he's this old crab pot, isn't he? And then the light came on. It was funny. It was so funny. I didn't realize it at the time, but when I started dating Denise, my buddy said, so you think she's the one? I said, oh, yeah. He said, yeah, we do too. I said, you do? He said, you've been home at 9 o'clock. You're planting flowers in the yard. 
And, it's kind of, we had all these little petunias and stuff. Man, I was good. I was like putting stuff, burning the weeds down before she came. I was like, yeah, it's okay. But see, Denise come over to the thing started getting better, you know. But you know what? It's nothing like having a godly lady in your life. Amen. amen. I know I need it. How about you? And men, go ahead and say amen. Yeah. <laughs> well, keep on going. Here we go. I want to switch slides before we get in too deep. Here we go. <laughs> I said, let peace be your companion. Let peace be your companion, man. I think that's a, that's a good place right there. Whew. Stop trying. This is, I wrote this down last night. I said, stop trying to shrink God. Stop trying to shrink him down. You know that? You get in hot water, you think God's shrinking. You know, or whatever, cold water, hot water, he's shrinking down. All the, what am I going to do? You know what? God doesn't shrink. I think in those times that we shrink down and get in the right position and posture of our heart, we see how big God is. Amen. Let me see. Let me tell you. It, it doesn't take much for us to realize that it didn't for me that God's in charge. Amen. I've said this many times. I used to think if I make problems, I'll solve them. Guess what? I can make a whole lot more than I can solve. I can. I just do that. Do y'all do that? But you know what? I never saw anything that God couldn't solve. Never. Look through his word. It might not be solved in the manner that we like. It might not be done in the time frame we like. But God can handle it. Amen. And that's where our peace comes in. We can let peace be our companion. Again, when you're going through some tough times, please think about what God's done. Think about all this. I think about this sometimes and I go, wow. If I was to die today, would I be okay with that? How about that? In some ways, yes. Some ways, no. The way yes is I know Jesus. So I know, I know, I know, because I've called on the name of Jesus that I'm, I'm secure in him. 110% secure. Not because of anything I've done, all of what he's done. The other part of that question is, there's some things I'd still like to do before I leave this place. And it's not for me. For the kingdom of God and for other folks. Because I've been blessed. I've been really blessed. Let me tell you, I never in my life thought that God would use me to, to bring the word. Ever. You're looking at a guy that never wanted to read a library book. I don't even know if I read a whole library book until I got out of school. I did all the reports from the inside of that cover, man. But I tell you what, my mom said a statement one time that was so true. She said, son, if you put... The time in on those books that you do on that guitar, you'd be, you'd be a genius. See, my focus was only on one thing. It was playing that music, playing that music, playing that music, playing that music. But God in his grace used that music to bring me in. Bring me in. He said, you know what? I'll use that. I'll use that. I'll use that. I'll use that. But you know what I found? It's all his anyway. It's all his anyway. And so I'm just thankful to be a, a small part of what God's doing. And God's got a great plan for you. Let's keep on going. Take every thought, Captain. When I read that, I heard my mother-in-law's voice because she's told me that many times. We've got to take every thought captive. Man, how do we go about that? I said, let's drown out the negative noise and crank up the positive praise, amen? amen. I said, learn a new voice, uh, learn a new ver verse. I'll get it out in a minute. Now, you know, you guys are gonna think I'm silly about stuff and I don't learn like regular people learn. I think they read stuff and do stuff. I have to make it a game for me. You know what I do when I wake up in the middle of the night? I got to see what time it is. We got a little digital clock. And I look at that and it says 3.33. Jeremiah 3.33. Call me and I'll show you great and mighty things you would which you do not know. I take the time on the clock and I apply it to some Bible tracks and Bible verses that I know. Or, check this out. When I ride to work in the morning... Don't be real impressed with this. I only got an eight-minute drive, okay? When I ride to work, I say, Lord, I am going to try to do this. I'll get on the stop sign right there when I'm turning on the Wood Creek Road. I say, I'm going to repeat every verse that I know in the Bible. Well, first, guess what? I could only get to Zooms. But guess what? As time went by, I could get all the way to the parking lot on the verses. I'm not saying that to, oh, impressive. But this is how I take those things captive. I start putting that into my life, into the things that I do. Every little thing, I think, man, how, how's God working in that? I mean, anything. You know, pick something. Doorway. Boom. How's that? You know, he says, I'm the door. I'm the way. I'm the truth, the life, right? Exit, man. There's no way out of this world but through Jesus if you're going to heaven. Amen? So everything. 
Look, that light right there. He says, hey, I'm the light. Follow me. My word is a light into, to the, to your path. So anything, you can, if you submerge yourself in the Lord, you can start seeing that man, forgiven. Today, we had it up here, and, and we didn't have it up, and it just says, or given. We didn't have it pulled out. I said, wait a minute, Jess, we need the F. I want to be forgiven. We had to move it up right there a little bit. You know? What has God forgiven you from? Every single thing. Every single thing. Because he's more than enough. Let's keep on going. I said, quiet your mind with praises to the Lord. You know, we just don't get up there and jump around. Oh, let's play a little guitar. What we hope to do is take that, that time right there and focus our thoughts and open our hearts and lift our voices to the Lord, God Almighty. Amen. Praising the Lord. Man, is he worthy? Absolutely. Absolutely. So many times I think we just get overwhelmed. I said, let, let your business be about God's business and everything else will fall into place. Hmm. And I know this. I know, anybody got a full plate? I mean, you got all types of stuff going. Everybody's got pretty much something going. All the time. All the time. I have some of my worldly friends go and tell me, they go, man, I, really, I was thinking the other day, I don't know how you do all you do. You know what I get to tell them? Jesus. Jesus. That's it. There's always something going on because I know that I can't do what God has called me to do in my strength. Can you? I don't think we can. I know we can. Because if we could do it in our own strength, it'd be about us, but it's not. It's about Jesus. Amen. So when I start putting that into play in my life, I realize it's about him that I need to rely on him. It's not so much about all the resources I think I have to have. It's the resourcefulness that I have through Jesus Christ. He's the one. He's the guy. Right. Went and did a little business deal the other day and I was looking at some stuff and I wanted to get this this uh, item. And the guy said, I know a guy. We can fix this. I said, you know, a guy, huh? God. He was so happy that he knew a guy. I know a God. Amen. <laughs> and he can fix this. He can fix this. And it just stuck in my head. He was so happy that he had somebody on the inside track that could take care of this little problem. I thought, man, if you knew who we have in Jesus, he could take care of all that. But that just rung in my mind. I was driving home. I got a guy. Like he was on the inside. I got a guy. I said, I got a God. And his name is Jesus. Don't miss those opportunities. And if you do, start over fresh tomorrow because it'll give you a whole new opportunity with that. Amen. So we can quiet your mind with the praises of the Lord. Different ways. Like I said, hey, you know what? We talked about different things that we could use to, to uh, grow in the Lord, things that we have available, resources here. But you know what the number one thing we got is we got prayer. We got God's word. We got opportunity all the time to grow and grow in what the Lord has to do with us. And I know this repetition is a great thing because when you got a, a busy mind or a small mind like mine, I got to hear it a couple times, a couple hundred times sometimes. But the time that you hear this right here will change everything. Jesus loves you. Amen. Amen? Let me hear you say, Jesus loves me. Jesus. See, you got to make it personal. Jesus loves me. See, when I finally heard that here in my heart, it changed everything, everything. Because I knew right then, I was like, wait a minute, this thing's bigger than me. This thing is about God. This is what's going on. And then when I found out that he loved me so much that he gave his only begotten son, guess what? When I, you can put me in there as in you. He loved you so much that he gave his son. No matter what your past looked like, anything about that, he says, you know what? I love you so much that I paid the price for your sin. Anybody got sin in their life? Everybody. I can tell you that. I can answer that question. You know why? Because the Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Amen? But don't stop there. Because it gets better. It gets better and better and better. But he says, I give you the free gift of eternal life through my son, Jesus Christ. Amen? But if I give you a gift, I saw something over here. If I was to give you a gift, I don't have any idea what's in here. I better watch it. <laughs> if I give you a gift, and you say, here you go, Mark. I'd like you to have this gift. All right? Go ahead and take that gift. No, don't open it. See, a lot of times people don't want to open it. If you give a gift, it doesn't do you any good unless you open it. Open it. What's in there? Doesn't seem like anything, right? You know what? I think it's everything. There's nothing in here or nothing in this world that will stop God from loving you. God's good because I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with that. <laughs> but you know what? Think about that. You got to open the gift, right? How do we open the gift? We open the gift through faith. We put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm going to leave you with this verse here. All right. Can everybody see that? Philippians 4.8. I love that. And it says, and now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. This is going to be our takeaway. 
Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about these things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Friends, I'm going to tell you, if we could focus on those things that God has for us, what in the world would our lives look like? What in the world would our families look like? What in the world would God do through us? Anything he pleases. So today, I pray that you know what? You hear the greatest message ever told. It's about Jesus Christ's love for you, amen? It's about fresh starts, new starts, forgiveness, love, compassion, all these things. And that's what's in the package. And it's wrapped in love. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for each one here today. And I know we have busy minds. We have busy schedules. We have all these things going on in our life. But I believe if we just keep it simple and keep the main thing the main thing, that Lord, you will guide our steps. Lord, I thank you so much for each one here. And I pray if there's one here today, it's not 100% sure that if they died tonight, that they would, they would go to heaven. I, I tell you, Lord, that I, I, my heart's cry is that they will call on you today. If you're sitting here and say, well, what would I do? This is what you do. You put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. How do you do that? Prayer. You come to the, to the saving knowledge of the cross and understand this, that all of sin, we just talked about that. We know we all have sin in our life. And God says, I love you so much that I have made a way for you to be back in the right relationship, to take that all, all away. If that's you today, I want you to look up here and listen to me real close. The Lord says, whosoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. How about it, friends? Don't leave here today without knowing. Is that your prayer today? If it is, pray it with me. Dear Lord, come into my life and forgive me of my sin. Today, I'm trusting you as the perfect sacrifice in my life, Lord. Save me. Come into my life. I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm not thinking through my day. I'm trusting through my day in the fullness of the cross in Jesus' name. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. If that was you today and that was your prayer, please don't leave here without telling somebody. When I go, when you get ready, say, you know what? I prayed that prayer today, Pastor Buddy, because we want to celebrate with you. And we want to give you the pieces of the puzzle to continue to help you grow in all the gifts of God that he has for you. Amen.